The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We are go for launch. Welcome to the revolution. So far, so good. Oh, they're freaking awesome. Imitated, but never duplicated. Oh, you are obviously mentally disturbed. Live from coast to coast, around the world, and online at JimandTrav.com. Play it! What are you waiting for? Let the revolution begin. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Hey, this is Tim Manoa with Inside Outdoors TV. You're listening to The Revolution with those two crazy guys, Jim and Trav. Hey, this is Eric Poole, editor of Guns and Ammo Magazine, and you're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. I love your beard. Hey, everybody. Mitch Petrie here with Wild Boar Fever, and you're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Madame et Monsieur, bonjour. Vous êtes écouté l'exposition de Jim et Trav et La Revolution. Woo! How hot is it? So hot in here, Jimbo and Nelly. They're taking off all their clothes. <laughs> Ooh. Put on his, his camel thong, folks. I, his, I love it. He always hunts in his banana hammock. Uh, Mrs. Bunny, you are here, right? How's it going, boys? Got pretty good. You know that's not an actual hammock. Right? No. <laughs> all right, so Jimbo, what are we talking about? You can't this week? sleep in it either. You don't want to. What are we talking? Hey, we're talking outdoors overload. That's right. This week's show. And the man himself, Mr. Brian Tucker, he is the national sales manager for High Mount Seasonings. He's going to be dropping by in just a second. Telling us how to make our own homemade wild game hot dogs, grilling some antelope. Who's going to join us after that? Hey, after that's Mitch Petrie. He's the co-host of Wild Boar Fever, seen on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, Outdoor Channel, Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. This show is so amazing. I'm going to tell you, those, those driven wild boar hunts, oh. those guys are fantastic shots. After him is going to be William Browning, and he is the host of Training Grounds. That's exclusively on Sportsman Channel, Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Following up after that is going to be Eric Rice, and he is the operations and sales manager for Sticky Holsters. America's favorite holster. There you go. Mrs. Bunny, are you sticking around, doing anything like that? No, I'm not. She's going to go find another popsicle. See you later, boy. Get out of the studio. All right, let's get to Brian Tucker with High Mount Seasonings, and it's brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. <laughs> Why wouldn't it? It's Outdoors Overload today. Now here's Mr. Brian Tucker, National Sales Manager for High Mountain Seasonings. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. All right, real quick before you go, Bunny. Yeah. Would you rather have a venison hot dog? Yes. Or a venison hamburger? Yes, please. Both. Both. Why can't you have both? I don't, I mean, like, who eats just one or the other? If you can have both, you stuff your gullet until you cannot go anymore. Jimbo would be the hot dog king, but he's already the nacho king. I am the nacho king. Uh, But you can't venison burger on nachos. You got something. There you go. That's interesting. All right, so just now be joined by Mr. Brian Tucker, again, the national sales manager uh, for High Mount Seasonings. Now, we're kind of joking, you know, before the show started with you, Mr. Brian, about making hot dogs. But this really is, with your High Mount Seasonings original hot dog kit, a great way to get the whole family involved. You could take little bits and pieces you have. You could make an elk hot dog, a buffalo hot dog, or just your favorite cut of meat from the store. Let's say if you're one of those people like chicken, uh, you could make chicken hot dogs. But this is something the whole family can enjoy, right? That's the beauty of our kit. So it's going to be a fresh hot dog that's not going to be cured. There's no MSG or nitrites in it, so it's a little bit 
healthier, which, you know, people think of hot dogs, all the additives, all the unfavorable cuts of meat. You know, with us, you can use the hindquarter. You can use, you know, the front shoulder, anything like that. The good, good cuts for grinding and making sausages and add your pork in. And you've got your own homemade hot dog, whether it's deer, elk, uh, antelope, like you said, beef from the store, anything like that. The sky's kind of the limit. And you make it right there at home. And actually, we found out that the kids get really involved with it, too, because that's one thing. You know, kids usually like a good hot dog. Well, what is really cool, too, for those people that are around and you always have those naysayers like a lot of guys' wives. They're like, oh, I really don't prefer wild game. And then you have them over because we did it this past weekend. Uh, and we like making it. You're actually the one that turned us on to it with your uh, hot dog kit is making venison hot dogs. And a venison hot dog, it's so hard to explain. And it honestly isn't like eating venison regularly. I don't know what it does, but when you put it in a hot dog and you put bacon on it with your bacon <laughs> seasonings, honest to God, it is like a dessert. It really is. It's so right. good. Right. Oh, and it's easy to do, too. Like you said, everyone likes it. And you hit it right on the head, too, that you know a lot of people don't like the venison flavor taste. This is one of those that kind of allows people to kind of ease into it and, you know, try it for the first time if they're skeptical. Because when we tested it here, I made it out of antelope um, from an antelope that I shot, you know, a week prior, a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And I told the people here in the office, you know, this is just a pork hot dog because there's pork in it. <laughs> a lot of them were, oh, antelope? No. And then they ate it and they thought it was phenomenal. And I tell them there's antelope in it. Of course, I got the funny looks and the raised eyebrows, but they're like, okay, had you told me there's antelope, they wouldn't have tried it. And yeah. I'm glad that they did. It's excellent. And yeah, it, you can't go wrong with it. Yeah. Now, how much is a hot dog kit from High Mount Seasonings and how many hot dogs they, could we make? <laughs> they are twenty one ninety nine a kit. You can make roughly 23 pounds. That's oh, quite a bit of hot 23 dog. pounds? 23 pounds. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. All right. So moving on to antelope. All right. And Jimbo and I actually talked about this earlier today. Uh, we've eaten a lot of antelope, but it, it's amazing when you're talking to boys and girls that is one animal they haven't pursued. And you being from Wyoming, that is like pristine antelope country. Can we handle our antelope much like we would traditional venison? You can. And so that's one of the things where people tend to go wrong with wild game or even antelope especially is because they're afraid of it being wild. They overcook it. And so there comes all that blood comes out. And there's chalky livery taste that people think is the wild game flavor or the thing with antelope versus, say, a, a regular venison cut, antelope is usually hunted in, you know, around September, and that can vary from 45 degrees to 95-plus outside. And so people aren't field dressing it properly. They need to get that body cavity cooled down right away because that bacteria is starting to grow as soon as that animal has died because of the heat. And so that's where people are having the issue between the two cuts because – it's starting to have that growth, which causes the bad flavors because it's not handled immediately. You know, someone shoots a good buck, wants to go show all their buddies that ride on the back of the truck for the day. That thing is going to be rank, nasty. You probably aren't going to want to eat it. You know, get it home, get the hide off, get it cooled down, and then go show the header off. Now, could you use like your, your high mountain venison rub blend on that antelope? Does, is it pretty good that way? Absolutely. So like I've done it with the antelope backstrap. Take that little bit of olive oil first and then coat it liberally with the venison rub, let it sit 45 minutes to an hour. Then I just sear it on like either a hot cast iron skillet or on top of the grill to get, you know, a crust and cooked on both sides with that medium rare in the middle. And it's, you're not going to know what you're eating. It's not going to be that antelope taste. Everyone's, you know, 
equating it to. It's going to be that great, just good protein, um, and excellent, almost butter in your mouth type flavor. Yeah. Now, how do we use the smokehouse cans? Can we just use it on our grill? Yep, absolutely. So we actually have a special going on right now that has all three smokehouse cans plus three seasonings. And what you do is you peel off the top of the, the, the label on the top of the can. It's got a little pinhole. Put it right on your grill, and as soon as the smoke starts coming out of the can, you throw your meats or your vegetables on the grill itself, do your cooking process. It's going to add that little bit of smokiness to your product. So it won't smoke like a sausage or a jerky, but it's going to add smoke flavor to a hot dog, a steak, a hamburger, something like that. And you can use them three to five times. Oh, wow. Depending on how long they're on the heat surface. Yeah. That special you're talking about going through the end of July, the three uh, flavors is Alder Orange Pill, Hickory, Lemon, Basil, and Mesquite Coffee Bean. We've used all three and they're fantastic. But then uh, you also have your popular grilling seasonings, the steak, the trail dust, and the gourmet uh, fish western style seasonings. 20% off. So you get the three cans, you get the three seasonings for like 18 bucks and some odd change. I mean, that is a heck of a right. deal. Right, right. So it's kind of one of those all-in-one. I mean, they're either a great gift item, they're a great just kind of starter pack for people who have never, you know, tried that stuff before. I mean, it's anywhere in between. Do you want to look at it? But it, they're great, like you just said. It's They're three of our popular flavors, the smoke cans. I mean, you can cover a lot of um, variety of meats and proteins with that. God, I hate talking to you because I'm always so hungry now. <laughs> like, oh my God. Now, do you have any new offerings coming out this year from High Mount Seasonings that we need to be aware of, man? Right. So what we've got coming up here in the next month in August, we are releasing two new kits. They Ooh. are to make bacon yourself. So you're going to see the original uh, buckboard bacon cure kit that we've had for many years to make bacon the old-fashioned way out of a shoulder or a butt. These two new offerings are going to be to make it with a pork belly specifically with suggestions of wild game cuts as well if, uh, if someone wanted to. So we will have the original bacon cure kit and then the black pepper brown sugar bacon cure kit with those flavors infused into it itself. So we'll have two offerings. I'm licking the microphone right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so we're talking with Mr. Brian Tucker. He is the national sales manager there for High Mount Seasonings. Now, to learn more about you guys, everything we talked about, and obviously we barely, you know, scratch the surface of what you guys do. Where can we find you online, Mr. Brian? So check us out at our website at himtnjerky.com. We've got frequently asked questions, tips, customer service line. Just find all of our specials there. Uh, we do. We are running a $75 or more free shipping special right now. Um, check us out there. Any questions you need, you can usually find them. You had Hey, more Outdoor Overload coming up with Mitch Petrie, and he is a co-host of Wild Boar Fever. Yeah, seen on Outdoor Channel Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You have to watch it. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Mr. Brian, man, you're so awesome. You are delicious, brother. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Appreciate you guys having me, guys. Have a good one. Bonjour. We're headed to France to chase wild boars with Mitch Petrie, co-host of Wild Boar Fever Season 10, seen Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel after the break. Until then, punch in JimandTrav.com and experience the revolution online. He's out there, the elusive wild boar. And now the dogs are loose and the drive is on. It's full boar excitement from the forest and fields of France's Loire Valley. The spectacular all-new season of Wild Boar Fever. Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Watch past seasons of Wild Boar Fever on My Outdoor TV.
go to MyOutdoorTV.com. Dickey Holsters is an American company that specializes in developing and producing concealment holsters and other everyday carry products. All of our products are made right here in the USA and come with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Our holsters are designed for inside the waistband or pocket carry. There are no bulky, uncomfortable clips, hooks, or straps. They use our proprietary sticky material to securely hold in place. Carry confidently in comfort. Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on and an outdoors overload this week. Now kicking off a two-parter with Mitch Petrie, co-host of Wild Boar Fever Season 10. Seen on Outdoor Channel, Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking outdoors overload on this week's show. Before the break, we had the national sales manager for Highmont Seizing on. He gives a lot of great tips on cooking. Yeah, and what was his name? Brian Tucker. B-Rad Brian Tucker. <laughs> All right, so we are eastbound and down, headed to France and hunting. <laughs> All right, just now being joined by Mr. Mitch Petrie. He is the vice president of programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group. He is also the co-host of Wild Boar Fever. All new season 10, Jimbo, Outdoor Channel, Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You have to tune in. Plus, you can always go back and pick up the previous nine seasons and episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. So crazy. Man, we watched the first episode, didn't even know you were even on the show, but it's amazing. You sounded taller, yeah, you sound really tall. Uh, but no, it's amazing when you look at the hunting practices overseas, you know, especially wild boars. Um, in the United States, it's all about eradication, trying to curtail their numbers, and no matter how, how hard we try, uh, we seem to be failing. But over there, they manage it much like the, the Lakoskis do for whitetail. It is so amazing. That is a prized big game animal over there, man. Right. You know, you're right. And I, I point that out in, in the first episode that there there is, as I said, respect for this animal. It is highly managed, and I think they. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's areas of Europe where the population growth is, is more or less out of control, but it, it's not at all like what we have in the southern parts of the U.S. And there's not the numbers of participants over there that are going out helping to eradicate it. So it is more about management. You'll notice that it's not really a trophy hunt over there. We weren't just going for big boar and trying for the biggest and the best. We had every day we had uh, set quota uh, where we were limited in the number uh, of boar that we could shoot by size. And so, you know, the, we were shooting uh, females or sows that were under 60 kilo, which that, it's one of the things that you can't do as an American. You can't go over there and pull it all together and pull it off. I could make shots, and I did make some shots, very happy with how I shot. But I had a guy helping me uh, in the stand identifying uh, sexing and sizing these animals uh, because, like I said, it's highly managed. They have, on the properties we hunted, they have a quota of about 600 animals wow. that they need to take off. And so they, you know, they're managing every single one. And, and we show it in the show. Every boar that was shot was immediately recovered and taken back. And every location we, we hunted had its own butchering operation. And all of that meat was consumed. It was a pretty cool operation. And I know, you know, in Texas, when we talk about eradication, there's some, uh, animals there that you know people that you don't want to you don't want to be consuming there's some uh, you know, other issues in the population in the u.s yeah well you know there there are as you say in in texas and all of the southern tier states a large large population of these wild boar and there are some pathogens that are associated with them but it seems like the the animals in europe are a little bit cleaner aren't they they are like i said the the forage there might be cleaner and um 
they're just not ravaging golf courses and things like that. I got it with my nine iron. I would have the boar probably eat better over there than we do over here. So, all right, Mr. Mitch Petrie, he is the co-host Wild Boar Fever, all new season ten happening currently Outdoor Channel uh, Saturday six p.m. Eastern time. Now, for a lot of people that haven't seen the show, you have to tune in. It is so amazing. Uh, and it's really neat to watch different cultures and how they go about stuff. But this is a driven hunt. And you guys are in these really neat kind of like elaborate blinds, uh, blinds okay? And they are elevated. And then you have like stompers, basically guys and gals that go out there uh, with their sticks and they push these animals. And everyone knows a feral hog. They are fast. They are very agile. In the shots you guys have to make, there is no steel broadside shot. You have to sex the animal. Like you're saying, they got to be a certain sex. They got to be a certain size. All within a few split seconds. And you got a group of, let's say, three or four at a time running by. You have to pick out the one and make a shot. In my mind, that almost seems impossible. But for you guys on the show, and like you said, there's a lot of practice that went into this. You guys trained. You guys make it. And I say guys, guys and girls. You make it look so easy. I would tell you, it's not easy, but uh, certain elements of it were okay. The hardest thing for me was, uh, you know, I, I've shot coyotes before. I've shot uh, pheasants with shotgun and ducks and that. So I, I know what it takes to lead an animal. But that was one little mental thing to get over that we worked on on the range is that if you've got a wild boar running at a full clip, like 25 miles an hour, you need to be aiming probably six to 12 inches out in front of that boar's nose. Wow. So it just, it does, yeah, I've been trained as a big game hunter that like don't aim outside the body if you're shooting at a, you know, a big animal, a deer, elk, whatever. Here it was like you, you just have to know that the way that animal's moving, um, you're going to be aiming out in front of it because the target we were aiming for was about the size of a grapefruit, you know, where, where you're essentially in front of the nose about eye level and trying to get it to uh, hit right kind of behind the eye, essentially hit him in the head to get that, you know, instant kill, ethical kill and get it just to roll. And so, uh, I had a couple of shots that ended up being back. I also was very fortunate that I did have early on some boar that did not come in at, you know, like full sprint. They just trotted in and, and knew something was up because uh, that did help me get some confidence early on. Uh, but, you know, you'll see Franz Albrecht, uh, you can look at him either on Wild Boar Fever or you look uh him online. And he'll have, you know, lines of these wild boar crossing the road at full clip. And he will be picking out multiples and shooting them across there. And, and that is, is like truly, you know, next level type of hunting, just to acquire the target and to make that shot cycle the action as you watch how he does it. It's, it's truly an art. And so to really even be on the same hunting property of him was an honor. And I also had a, you know, a couple of shooting lessons from him, which helped. So it was, you know, all in all, a pretty amazing experience. Yeah. Hey, Mitch, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? I got a whole lot more questions to you about Hunt Wild Game. Absolutely. All right. Hey, we've been talking with old Mitch Petrie. He is the vice president of programming at Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network. I think they call that OMG, right? No, OSG. He's well, also one of the those. co-host, Wild Boar Fever, seen on Outdoor Channel. You have to watch it. Awesome show every single Saturday night. 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can always go back and pick up previous seasons and episodes, also current uh, shows after they aired with the My Outdoor TV app. Uh, this has been
been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Now, Mr. Mitch, before we get to break, to learn more about you, Wild Boar Fever, everything happening there at OSG, where can we find you guys online? I think the best place to go is OutdoorChannel.com and just look at current shows, Wild Boar Fever. Best place to go for all the info. You bet. More Mitch Petrie right after this. Don't go anywhere. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is powered by our amazing listeners and sponsors. I like it. It's got layers. We're proud to partner with Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will continue after these important messages. The beauty of the Yukon is that it's a place where you can either lose yourself or find yourself. When hunters come here, the men that lead them into the wildlands need to be tough. And they need to make the right decisions every minute of every day. Those that do are called guides. A grizzly bear came up right behind us. We're going to have to do a warning shot. Jim Shockey's Uncharted Yukon. All new season, Mondays at 7 p.m. On Outdoor Channel. Looking for your next off-road adventure? The all-new Yamaha Wolverine X2 side-by-side is ready when you are. Offering unmatched off-road capability with ultimate comfort, the Yamaha Wolverine X2 is packed with features to help you turn your dreams of adventure into reality. With Yamaha-proven off-road capability, comfort, and confidence, visit YamahaOutdoors.com to learn more about the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X2 and realize your adventure. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Welcome back to the revolution with Jim and Trav and Outdoors Overload. Now let's rejoin the boys and Mitch Petrie, co-host of Wild Boar Fever Season 10, seen on Outdoor Channel Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of the revolution with Jim and Trav. View their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Outdoors Overload on this week's show. Before the break, we have part one with old Mitch Petrie. He's a co-host of Wild War Fever Season 10. See you on Outdoor Channel Saturdays at 6 o'clock Eastern Time, Trav. That's right. You had to watch it in the previous nine seasons and episodes can be watched with the My Outdoor TV app. All right. Like you had mentioned, Mr. Mitch, uh, earlier in the show, maybe during the break, Franz Albrecht, I think is how you say his name. And as you pointed out, he is the Michael Jordan of hog hunting. <laughs> this guy is so amazing. Now, what he can do with a bolt out action rifle how he can not only determine the sex the size and make these incredible shots offhand uh it, it's it, phenomenal but are you guys using like red dot aim point sights is that what you're using right Every, we use sour rifles and i was shooting a 308 i think franz might have been shooting a 270 oh wow uh, but a sour rifle with a composite stock just a beautiful rifle they are known for just out of the box uh their barrel quality, their accurate, uh, beautiful rifle. And then each one had an aim point red dot optic on it. And, uh, you know, so you can shoot with both eyes open, which is extremely helpful uh, in acquiring that target. But what was amazing for me, though, is because, you know, a boar would run in and my spotter would say, you know, it's a female 
or young male or whatever, and they would say, did you see the tusk? Did you see the humps on its back? Did you see, they called it the pencil hanging underneath uh, the male. It's not actually the pencil. And I'd be <laughs> but like, it does start with a P. <laughs> it did start with a P. Um, I couldn't, you can't see anything. That's why it was so hard to bring it all together. Uh, I wouldn't say I couldn't all the time see, but like it was really hard to pick up, you know, when you have like an inch or so of the tusk sticking out of the mouth. If you're focused on picking out an aim point and being ready to shoot, it's hard to be, you know, trying to judge the size and the anatomy in that bore. So uh, the aim point was perfect for helping that because essentially both eyes open, uh, you're looking right at that game and you can just pick it up and, and make a good shot. Yeah. Now, the, uh, the one of the caveats is, you know, you, you were guys were shooting like you were shooting a 308 and you said uh, Franz was actually shooting a 270, which is both good rounds for killing wild hogs. But the fact of the matter is, the underbrush had to be so tough, even though you were an established area with a, a blind that's probably been there since the turn of the century. Uh, the fact of the matter is being able to pick out that animal running through the brush, be able to pick that spot to where you're leading him. And I'd find out that I shot the middle of a popple tree oh, you know, yeah. uh, before right, I ever right. got to the boar. Well, it, you know, we, we were in elevated stands and so that it did help that we were above any brush. And, uh, you know, and some of it wasn't too thick, but there were certainly a lot of trees. And you mentioned earlier, we had the folks on the ground that were driving the game. They're, they call them beaters. And it was men and women. They're, they've got horns and they've got dogs and they're pushing. Uh, you know, you didn't see them very often, but you could hear them because they're yelling. And these boar will be, they'll be bedded down. They'll hunker down. We, we went to the stand in one location. We were up in the stand for probably 45 minutes to an hour. And in some of that brush underneath the stand, like literally five feet away from where we walked, a boar broke out and ran away. It's like, that's how tightly they held. And, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty smart animals with a really good nose and, uh, and quite wary. But, um, you know, having the elevated stand allowed us to, you know, take better shots without a lot of brush in the way. But we had, we weren't allowed to shoot essentially 180 degrees behind us, which is where those beaters would be walking and working the animals in our direction. But you could look behind you and sometimes you could see animals coming, not from a long distance, but maybe from a hundred yards. And you could also hear, uh, we didn't have a lot of wind in the, uh, our whole time over there. So you could hear sometimes, you know, animals, they're, they're not to like a deer where they're hard to hear, impossible to hear when they're walking. You could, you could hear, you know, brush breaking and kind of know that something was coming and be ready to make that shot if it presented itself. Yeah, we're hanging out and talking all things Wild Boar Fever with Mr. Mitch Petrie, the co-host Wild Boar Fever. Seen on Outdoor Channel Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, again in the all-new season premiere of uh, Wild Boar Fever. It was really neat um, in that first episode, you guys had little cameos and it gave a little background on uh, information on everyone, including yourself. But Miss Desiree... I thought it was really neat when they're talking about her and how different cultures are across the world. But when she went to school, she actually learned besides, you know, like math and psychology and all these regular class courses you take. She also went to school to be a hunter and she learned hunting, shooting skills, dog handling. I thought that was really neat. And I wish more of those practices were focused like that at colleges here in America. 
I think that would be great. No, absolutely. You know, and Sweden has a really strong hunting culture. And, it, you know, I'm from Minnesota and, and we were populated by a bunch of Swedes. So, <laughs> and Finlanders. Know, yeah, exactly. They have, you know, they have a lot of moose up in, in that area. And so they do a fair amount of hunting. It is, it was really neat to meet uh, Desiree and, and really, and uh, all of the folks from Europe and understand, because you know, I'd been to Europe before. I actually had lived in France for four years, but I worked in a different industry. And so I wasn't connected to the hunting space. So to really, to get to know it uh, was interesting. Alexander uh, came from Aimpoint, also from Sweden. You know, and he too has a, just a real strong hunting passion and they do things differently. They hunt, uh, moose with dogs in mm, Sweden. Really? Uh, we learned, you know, and we talked, so we all got to know each other and understand, the, you know, the hunting culture. And, you know, obviously I think we have the strongest hunting culture and, and certainly the, you know, the population. I don't, you know, it's, I think in Germany, there's probably less than a million hunters in the entire country. And you know, there's probably more people that hunt deer in Wisconsin than hunt altogether in in all of Germany, but it's still a uh, very strong culture and uh, was an honor to be a part of it. Yeah. Now, when the beaters are coming at you, and I don't know how far away they start, maybe a half a mile, three quarters of a mile, I'm not sure, but the fact of the matter is they have other critters out there that can be running through as well as these hogs, right? That's correct. On a lot of the properties we hunted, there were healthy populations of uh, roe deer or red deer, which you know we call like a red stag. <laughs> it's actually one of the more humbling moments of of my experience there. Um, we had the ability, if the opportunity presented itself, to shoot a uh, not a trophy red stag, but a uh, like a, a yearling or a, a younger male red stag, and so. We went to a stand and uh, had a, uh, a boar came out and made a good shot on one. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden this red deer comes out and it, it's standing at 80 yards. I think maybe Ooh. that's the problem because if you if you saw it in episode one, I missed a bunch of balloons as well <laughs> in the competition, <laughs> yes. uh, which was uh, uh, stressful. But uh, yeah, I had um, I had a, a red stag walk out calm and I was calm and it stood at 80 yards and I, you know, put the dot on it and squeezed the trigger and had a, a clean miss. And I'm like, I, I have no idea how I missed it. So, uh, yeah, I went over one on the trip on anything other than wild boar. Uh, I guess maybe... Maybe 0 for 2 if you, or, yeah, well, 1 for 2 if you count the balloons that I missed. But, uh, but yeah, the deer populations are healthy there. They have fallow deer, they have uh, red deer and uh, roe deer on, on a lot of the properties that we hunted. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Mitch Petrie. He's got wild boar fever season number 10. And coming up next is William Browning. He's the host of Training Ground. That is Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Hop online, check out their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. And again, make sure you watch the all-new season 10, Wild Boar Fever, on Outdoor Channel, Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Mitch, you're so awesome. God bless you, and thanks for coming on, buddy. All right, thank you, guys. JimandTrav.com. You ready for this? Prepare yourselves. Got something to say? Listen to me. Interact with the show at JimandTrav.com. Plus, check out show archives, buyer bust, Mrs. Bunny, and expert advice from our hunting and fishing professionals. JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The revolution will continue. Okay. Next. As people who love the outdoors, we know what we stand for. We stand for fish, wildlife, and conserving places they call home. We stand for the traditions we inherited and that we must pass on. We stand for great gear, fair prices, 
expert service, and memorable experiences. At Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we stand together for you. My Outdoor TV is now available on all your favorite devices. With the best hunting, fishing, and shooting shows ever made, it's the ultimate streaming service for real-life outdoor adventures. My Outdoor TV is packed with over 10,000 exclusive episodes powered by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. The leaders in outdoor entertainment. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Start your free trial today. My Outdoor TV, now everywhere. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav as we chat Outdoors Overload. Here's William Browning, host of Training Grounds, exclusively on Sportsman Channel, Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, this is Revolution with Jim and Trav. We're talking Outdoors Overload on this week's show. Before the break, we had Mitch Petrion. He's a co-host of Wild Boar Fever 10, seen on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. Excusez-moi. What? We were in France. That's Folks, El Frencho. El Frencho. I think I have Brasilis Suez now. Uh-oh. Kind of bad. I uh, Just now being joined by Mr. William Browning, and he is the host of... Training Grounds, exclusively on Sportsman Channel, Thursdays at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah, now tell us about this show. I mean, it's such a neat concept. Obviously, we watch the first episode, uh, but what you do is you actually team up with like leaders in military, ex-military, uh, security, and law enforcement, and they give you practical applications, kind of school you, man, how you could take their years, decades of training, and apply it to your own life to protect yourself, your neighborhood, uh, your family, and in turn, you're conveying that to your, your viewers, correct? Yeah, I mean, uh, you turn on, on the news any day of the week, and you're going to find, you know, some kind of you know, criminal activity, terrorist attack, something's going on, and you're always going, man, that sucks, uh, but at least it's not me. And, you know, too often, you know, you take that for granted, and then one day it could be you. And so that's kind of where the thought started from, and I had some really good friends, you know, former uh, operators uh, in the military, and, you know, I, I got schooled from a few of them uh, several times. They put <laughs> on the ground, and uh, I just realized, you know, how unequipped I was to protect my own family, my house, you know, my country. And so I think that's where it kind of all stemmed from. And then I realized that it's not just something that, you know, one day you go to, you know, a hand-to-hand combat class or, you know, you go to a shooting range and you're equipped. It's an ongoing battle that you've got to have uh, every single day where you're learning basic fundamentals in one skill set or another and kind of building on those things to really equip yourself to be prepared for those unknown circumstances. So, that's where it kind of stemmed from, and we designed the show in the same way uh, to not only equip your body and, and health uh, with certain segments where we focus on on nutrition and, and fitness and, and equipping your your body itself, but also on skill sets and tactics. So this season was focused on uh, the fundamentals of firearms training, uh, where we build on you know pistol training, um, the AR platform. We get into shotguns and breaching. But then we dive into, you know, what do you do if there's an intruder inside your house? And so we kind of build on those things. And then we we also, even at the end of the season, focus on um, legal aspects. We even bring in lawyers to kind of say, okay, that's great. Uh, you know how to defend yourself, but uh, what does that look like from a legal perspective? Concealed carry, um, defending your castle or your, your vehicle, 
if there's uh, someone coming after you out on the street, how do you handle that situation? Um, so we really dive into all those things from one episode to the next. And then, um, you know, ideally we're designing the show so that every episode that you will watch is, they'll be able to train like we do in the show with the same uh, operators, uh, law enforcement, and, and other experts that we have in the show in real life. Yeah. Now, the thing is, you're in South Florida. We're here in the Midwest, but there's nobody safe out there, is there? Do you find yourself going into grocery stores and constantly checking out the people that are there? Well, you know, it's interesting. So when I when I started off doing this, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I think I can identify when there's a threat. Um, but as you start going through this training, you realize, you know, how easy someone can do something to you, right? Mm-hmm. And then you start looking for different things a little bit more. Uh, you started noticing some things. So, you know, just in, in some of the basic training that I've had thus far, um, I've been able to identify certain threats just in the everyday life. And so, yeah, I mean, you're at the bar, you're at a grocery store, you're in different places. And, you know, a lot of times you don't have uh, a machine gun in your back pocket, right? So you have to know how to handle a situation when you're in church or when you're at a bar and you can't carry, you know, there's all these different things that you got to keep in mind. And so, yeah, you're, you're looking at your surroundings a lot more in a different way. Well, I'm glad you pointed that out again, Mr. William Browning, the host of Training Grounds. You have to watch his Sportsman Channel Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern time. You know, we only carry machine guns, I think, on Wednesdays and Fridays yeah. most of the time. <laughs> well, like, it's casual Friday. Yeah, it's casual Friday. Uh, you know, it's one thing having the knowledge, the skill, the understanding to neutralize a situation. But as you pointed out earlier, might have been during the break, you see stuff on the news all the time. It's, you know, unfortunate young ladies, a guy or girl with their kids. A lot of these situations could have been avoided. And to be cognizant of your surroundings, knowing who is a threat, who isn't a threat, and avoiding that situation altogether, where you park at a parking lot, let everyone know where you are, never go out alone. There are just a lot of things that we can do in our everyday lives and change some of our practices to ultimately avoid most danger. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a part of it where it's equipping yourself. It's putting yourself in certain scenarios to avoid dangerous situations, but then um, also making sure that you're prepared for it in case it does happen. And, you know, I started it off, you know, I have two daughters, so I wanted to find a way to protect my daughters. Well, at the end of the day, I'm not at their school every day. Yeah. Um, I can't be around them all the time. So it's also how you can equip your family. And, you know, I, I always think, you know, hey, I'm the tough guy and I can protect my family. But a lot of times it's it's training your daughters. Mm. You know, how are they equipped to handle those situations to identify a threat? And so I think that's where, you know, in future seasons, we're going to get into escape and evasion. You know, no one knowing when someone's following you, if, if you're in a vehicle and someone's following you, and how do you get out of that situation? So, you know, I think it's really exciting to, you know, bring the whole family or, you know, all your friends into this kind of mentality uh, to where everyone is equipped around you. And it just, it prepares us as, as a people, as civilians, and then, you know, learning from those expert veterans and people that have served our country so greatly. You know, at the end of every show, we take a knee and pay respects to fallen soldiers. So, you know, we really do respect um, our military men and women um, that have served so greatly and law enforcement, too. So we're a big supporter of, of that as well. Yeah. Now, you know, watching some little snippets like teaser clips, sizzle reels, uh, you're doing a segment on Kav McGraw. I think that's how you say it. It's just totally amazing, like hand-to-hand combat, taking away pistols when someone has a gun pointing at your back or to your face and stuff like that. 
Is it better to take, you know, for like your average citizen, the jack of all trades, master of none approach where we have a little insight into each scenario or skill set? Or should we really try to hone our skills in one area? Should we try to master like Kav McGraw or some type of hand-to-hand combat and then really hone in on our pistol shooting? Or would we be better off to take a more broad sweeping approach to learning and understanding? Well, it's interesting. I, I was doing a training one day with a few operators and I said, well, what happens if your primary weapon, you know, has a malfunction and you can't get it back up and again? And they're like, well, then you have your secondary. And I'm like, okay, well, then what happens with your second? And then you got your third. And I'm like, guys, what if I'm just walking around <laughs> on the street and I have nothing? Yeah. You know, and so it's interesting. We've brought experts from each area of expertise to train us in specific skill sets. So I'm bringing in the guy, you know, who trained with one of the, the best guys in Kali for uh, knife training, for example. And then when when we're talking about, hey, I've got a, a 300-pound guy attacking a young girl who only weighs 150 pounds or, or 100 pounds, you know, how do I handle that? So then we bring in a Krav Maga expert. Um, and when it comes to, you know, shooting at long distance, I'm bringing in a sniper uh, shooter, you know, from the Marines. So, I mean, there's different experts in each area of expertise, and that's what we've done with the show. Um, you know, it's really hard to be an expert in everything, but if you glean a little bit from the experts in that area, then I feel like you're equipping yourself with the most accurate knowledge you can. Um, and, and hopefully some of it sticks, right? I'm never going to be the best in each area. I wasn't an operator my whole life. But at the end of the day, if I was trained by, you know, former Navy SEALs or Delta Forces or, or Army Rangers, like these guys are going to tell me how to shoot the best because they've been shot at thousands of times before. So, you know, those are the kind of things that we tried to do with the show is to really bring in the best of the best in each area of expertise so we can glean a little bit from those experts in those specific areas. You bet. And if you want to learn how to make good decisions out there on the street, watch Training Grounds. Uh, that's every uh, Thursday night at 10 o'clock on Sportsman Channel. We've been talking with William Browning. That's right. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online. Check them out. Yamahamotorsports.com. Now, Mr. William, to learn more about you, Training Grounds, your partners, upcoming episodes, all that good stuff, buddy. Where can we find you online? Uh, so trainingrounds.tv. That's our website for the show. And uh, we'll be announcing some uh, new training activities here real soon where each episode that you watch in the show, you can train like we do in the show. So we're pretty excited about uh, announcing that here real soon. Uh, so just uh, stay tuned and uh, definitely check out Sportsman's channel Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Coming up next. Hey, we got Eric Rice. He's Operations Sales Manager for Sticky Holsters. Exactly. Once again, we were just talking with Mr. William Browning, the awesome man himself. He is the host of Training Grounds exclusively on Sportsman Channel Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. William, man, you're awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on and how you're giving back and teaching people to be safer out there on the streets. Thanks, buddy. You guys are rock stars. Thanks for having me. JimandTrav.com. Everything outdoors is right there. Stay tuned. The revolution will return right after this. The revolution with Jim and Trav is back. Don't forget to jump onto JimandTrav.com to leave feedback and to check out tons of extras not heard on the broadcast. Here's Mr. Eric Rice, Operations and Sales Manager for Sticky Holsters. Brought to you by Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. See them online at StickyHolsters.com. 
Hey, we're back. We're talking outdoors overload on this week's show. Before the break, we had William Browning on. He's the host of Training Grounds exclusively on Sportsman's Channel, Thursdays at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. You know what I think of Training Day with uh, uh, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. King Kong ain't got crap on me. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? I love that show. All right, so just now be enjoyed by Mr. Eric Rice, and we say salute. He is the operations and sales manager there for Sticky Holsters. All right, so let's get into this, Mr. Eric. When people start carrying and concealed. The only thing they're consumed with is the caliber they're carrying, you know, the make, the frame size, but there's so much more to consider outside of that, like the ammunition. More importantly, how you're going to carry it and how that holster fits into your lifestyle. So let's talk about experienced and newbie carriers alike. What is a good holster and what can sticky holsters do for us, man? Yeah, so when you're looking at a holster, Obviously, the first thing is you're going to want something that is meant for that specific model, you know, or that frame type. So if you have a super small pistol, don't be putting in a huge holster. If you have a huge gun, don't be trying to jam it into a super small holster. The other thing is making sure the trigger itself is covered. Um, that just helps alleviate the possibility of having any negligent discharges or accidental discharges. Uh, the other thing is something that fits your lifestyle, what you're doing, and the attire that you normally wear. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Eric Rice. Of course, he's the operation and sales manager at those good guys at Sticky Holsters. That's right. Now, to learn more about you, and obviously we barely touched on everything you guys have to offer when it comes to concealed carry. To learn more about Sticky Holsters and all you guys have, man, where do we have to head to online to do that, buddy? Uh, you can go to our website, which is stickyholsters.com. Also, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's right. This has been brought to you by Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. Hop online, check them out, stickyholsters.com. Uh, Mr. Eric, you are so awesome. God bless you, and keep up the great work, buddy. Thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. Conservation for all of wildlife. Preach it, brother. Even the possums that scare my wife. Ew. We like to grow big deer with huge racks. Yes. Then we will shoot them and eat their back straps. Conservation for all of wildlife. Um, so the grass-fed meat is going to be significantly leaner and have significantly more minerals. Red meat can be healthy for us. Thanks for listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We think you should still continue to listen. In fact, keep listening until we tell you you're finished listening. We'd hate for you to have some sort of accident. If you know what we mean, stay tuned. The Revolution will continue right after these messages. He's out there, the elusive wild boar. And now the dogs are loose and the drive is on. It's full bore excitement from the forest and fields of France's Loire Valley. The spectacular all-new season of Wild Boar Fever. Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Watch past seasons of Wild Boar Fever on My Outdoor TV. Go to MyOutdoorTV.com. Sticky Holsters is an American company that specializes in developing and producing concealment holsters and other everyday carry products. All of our products are made right here in the USA and come with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Our holsters are designed for inside the waistband or pocket carry. There are no bulky, uncomfortable clips, hooks, or straps. 
They use our proprietary sticky material to securely hold in place. Carry confidently in comfort. Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits. Safari hats and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bob. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak. I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. Look, I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. Ugh. Are you still here? Don't worry. The revolution with Jim and Trav comes to a close this week. But you can always stay up to date with the boys' adventures at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. We talked about outdoor overload. And, of course, you can't have that without having Brian Tucker, a national sales manager with High Mountain Seasoning. Also, Mitch Petrie. Talk about shooting wild hogs in France. That's right. Wild boar fever plus William Browning. Training grounds. Eric Rice with sticky holsters. And Mrs. Bunny, you made a little cameo yourself. You betcha, boys. Hey, we want to thank our affiliate stations for carrying our show, and also, we want to thank all of our guests, and it couldn't be possible without people like Miss Bunny, and all the people here at The Revolution. You know, it's the only thing, Mrs. Bunny. I know. Woo-hoo! What little she contributes. <laughs> I like <laughs> she pat on her back I there. know. Applause right, so of one. More importantly, though, even more important, Mrs. Bunny, is thank you to the listeners for listening to us each and every week, and to hop it on JimandTrav.com, checking out the content. Mrs. Bunny, what like to say. Go to JimandTrap.com, check out that content, take some kids fishing, uh, get ready for early season. A lot of times um, you're going to be gearing up kids for uh, youth seasons coming up. I think that it's September, so make sure that you have them out and geared up and uh, practicing their shooting. I know in some western states, I think the end of August. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Up not too far. Jimbo, last word. Yeah, hey, and we've got a new station in Lamar, Colorado, KLMR. There you go. Alright, so get outdoors this weekend, boys and girls. Take some kiddos with you. Practice firearms safety do a little plinking in the backyard go fishing just get outdoors and recreate together as a family thank you so much for listening god bless peace out we love you so much usa you're amazing Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.